from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And our long national nightmare is over. The cut-ins are done. Shout out to Aaron Judge. He hit home run 62 last night, Julio. The king of the north. You happy now, Joe? I'm happy that he got the 62. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Although, good has, for him. He has a chance to get to 63 today, maybe even 60, I, 64. I actually hope he doesn't play today. Why is that? What do you, he doesn't need to play three games in a 24-hour period before yeah. the playoffs are about to start. Yeah, there's that, there, there is that part of it, too. He's um, not playing. Yeah. Oh, do we know that for sure, that he's not playing? Yep. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I, had not seen, uh, I had not seen that blurb come across my timeline. So, there it is, 62. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. He is now in sole possession of seventh place on the all-time single-season home run list. If you missed it, hey, good for him. Good for him. If you missed it, here's what it sounded like last night in Texas. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Sailing into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Aaron Judge is the American League single-season home run leader. I think my favorite part about all things related to Aaron Judge and 62, Joe, is how do you remember that tweet from Penn State football? I want to say it was earlier this year ahead of the Super Bowl or a couple of Super Bowls ago. I think it was the pandemic Super Bowl. It was the pandemic Super Bowl. Okay, so Penn State football tweets out this image, right? It's this Penn State football player, you know, the helmet's looking all good. It's all graphic dub. It looks it's a slick graphic. And it says in like big bold letters a Penn Stater has appeared in every every it's in big words every Super Bowl and then in very very fine print under Super Bowl it says except for five since 1967 and I feel like that's how we've talked about Aaron Judge in the last 24 hours where it's like Aaron Judge stands alone with 62 home runs the AL home run record mark surpasses Roger Maris at 61. I, am I wrong in feeling this way? Is that how it's been presented? Like, shh, let's not talk about Barry Bonds. Let's not talk about steroids. Let's just make it seem like, yo, this is great. It's amazing. And it's being positioned as truly historic when, yeah, I mean, if it's historic in the same way that the seventh person who ever won an Arctic Tumbler was historic. You don't know, see what I'm getting at here? The number of times someone's hit 60 home runs in a season is is a little bit more significant than in the Arctic Tumbler, but... Yeah, Sammy Stosa's done it three times. He would get a boombox from us. <laughs> we can't bag on baseball for their inability to market their stars and their mm-hmm. inability to highlight the good things that happen with baseball, which they're prone to do, yes. right? Yes. Now, when they're actually trying to do that, and maybe it's at ESPN's push here. Mm-hmm. We can't turn around and be like, well, what are you doing? Why are you trying to market your stars? Why are you trying to market a, a significant achievement? So there, there's a little bit of that in there. And I know where you're coming from in terms of there's a New York bias here. <laughs> and I know where you're coming from. Slightly. I don't exactly know where you're coming from, though, before we start arguing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, do you deny that Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds cheated? Well, what's cheating exactly? They that they used steroids. Is that cheating? Was it against the rules when they were using it? If if in, was it against in, the rules when they were using it? If in two thousand one that you don't know that using steroids or performance enhancing it's happened drugs happened in nineteen ninety eight. No, well, Sosa and McGuire was ninety eight. Bonds was oh yeah. one. Yeah. Well, but you you asked me specifically about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Right. Was it was it illegal then? Do you think they cheated though? When did they start testing for these things? Even if they didn't, even if it wasn't against the rules, mm-hmm. do you think that they cheated? Did they cheat the game? Did they cheat the did game? They cheat the game. No, I think they were byproducts of the era in the same way that I can make the argument Hank Aaron cheated the game by taking amphetamines. That Mickey Mantle, there were accusations that when he went out with a hip injury or a hip infection, is because he was getting a vitamin shot. What, what, what exactly were those vitamins in 1961 that were brought over from World War II in baseball? See what I'm getting at? So you tell me. What's cheating I, the I, game? I thought, I believe, yes, that Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire cheated the game of baseball. Okay. I do. Well, here's where I'm coming from. Baseball has a long history of people who cheat the game. Cheating is woven into the fabric of this religion that people call baseball. That's my problem. And in a lot of ways, if we want to be real about it, Barry Bonds is actually the home run king baseball deserves because, again, a long-standing history of cheating. Look, it, it's it's as simple as this to me. Until Major League Baseball vacates the records of Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, this is not a discussion. Which I would not advocate for. Okay, well, then, then it's, no long, it's no longer a discussion about who the true home run king is. At that point, you're making yeah, a choice. You you're could, making a choice, Joe. But you could have, a, you could have more of a, you know, this Sith Lord attitude that you have okay. that, that I joked about with Stephen A. Smith this yeah. week. Like you can even if baseball mm-hmm. acknowledges and and clearly they they can't go back and rewrite history. No, they can't. They needed to do something about it in real time. Mm-hmm. And to your previous point, they couldn't do something about it in real time because they the the union in baseball is so strong yeah. that they could never get something as basic mm-hmm. and elementary as a banned substance yeah. from being illegal in their own sport. I'm not dealing in absolutes. What I'm get- You are, no, but you, you kind of you, are, you, though, because no, you're, you're using saying... The wrong, you're using the wrong Star Wars. But you're saying, if baseball says so, then it is so. No. But I'm saying to you, there's more of a nuance to it than just... You're right. If baseball says so, then it is so. Which I was getting to, and this is why your Sith analogy is wrong. You should actually be using an Obi-Wan analogy and using the phrase, from a certain point of view. If you want to go Star Wars on it, I mean, I can go nerd if you want. So here's what I, I mean, say. Okay. Now, hear, hear me out. Yes. Here's what I mean by a certain point of view. If you feel that 62 is in some way, shape, or form the real record, you're making a highly rationalized choice, a certain point of view, that can easily, easily be applied to Babe Ruth and Roger Maris if you want to play the game. Babe Ruth hit home runs before baseball was integrated. I think that one's pretty cut and dry on how I can rationalize that, right? Meaning why he wouldn't be the home run king? Well, I can say, like, I can rationalize the 60 and why 60 is different. We we like to position baseball as though it's the same game that's been played for oh, over a century. No, it's not. It's not. Everything no, it's can be not. rationalized in however you want it. 
Roger Maris famously had an asterisk next to his 61 because it happened in 162 games. It didn't happen in 154 games. It also occurred after the American League had expanded from eight teams to ten teams. It's entirely possible that Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris would have surpassed Ruth that season because they were on a wild home run clip. But Mantle missed time because of a hip infection. And, oh, by the way, there are some questions as to whether or not he got that because of amphetamines. Yes, greenies. We love to talk about steroids. We love to gloss over greenies. Hank Aaron admitted in his autobiography that he took greenies. Baseball is a grind. These little helpers, mama's little helpers, got them through it. And this was not relegated just to the 60s and the 70s. That continued in the 80s as well. And who knows what kind of drugs they were on in the 80s, if you catch my drift. If anything, it might actually be more. Wait, what? What do we like to talk about? The LSD? Uh, who is it? Uh, Doc um... Ellis? Yeah, he, he threw a perfect game on LSD, did mm-hmm. he not? Uh, hell, that's a hell of a lot more impressive. Anyway, so you can... <sighs> There's a lot of different ways to look at how baseball's changed over the years. There's the matter of juiced stadiums, ballparks that are shorter and engineered to create the long ball, which everybody loves. Or the case of this season, we can talk about the change in a baseball that brought down scoring. That was an early thing this year because there were some questions as to whether or not the baseball had been altered in some form or fashion. Things can be manipulated in so many different ways that the idea of baseball being the same for over a century is silly. And if you fast forward to today where folks want to make this assumption that Aaron Judge is clean, why would you assume that? Why would you assume that Aaron Judge is clean? That's naive. He's entering his 30s, and the reason why the Yankees bet against him was due to a history of injuries. He stayed healthy this year. He started out in a slump, and now he's got 62 home runs. I'm not saying he's on PEDs. What I am saying, though, is that we can play the game if you want to because a lot of guys had to deal with that sort of stuff, or they didn't, which gets to the moralistic assumptions of other players. Take David Ortiz, right? You know how I feel about David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. First ballot Hall of Famer, despite coming out of the same era, we supposedly view differently because of PED use. David Ortiz who can magically explain away his appearance on the Mitchell Report. Ortiz, who the Twins bailed on and suddenly became a power hitter when he showed up with the Boston Red Sox. And then there's the matter of actually hitting the home runs, too. And I can take all the horse steroids you want. You can take all the horse steroids you want. Dennis Cox can take all those horse steroids. He's still still in here home runs. Yeah, okay. but we're, we're not major league players before without, Sammy, the, stero- without Sam, the steroids. Sammy Sosa hit 66, 64, and 63. It's really impressive. Okay. Yeah, but look at the four years before that. That's well, what you have to look at. Look at Bonds' number. We could talk more about the numbers if you want. And that, t- that's actually the counter to your argument. Well, we can also look at Roger Maris's number, too, which were an anomaly in his career. How'd that happen? Look, you could, you could anomalize anything if you really wanted to do it. And that's my point. You are making a rationalized choice on these matters. And I have some other stuff too as it relates to the hypocrisy of baseball because that's ultimately my beef with how we talk about Aaron Judge and my beef with baseball writers who are out there salivating over, oh goodness, this is great for the game. The right person's doing it. Do you learn nothing from the past? So Aaron Judge hit home run 62 last night. There was much rejoicing. Um... Didn't get as much coverage as Albert Pujols hitting 700, but I think that's a matter of Yankeedom. And and that's really what this is about in the grand scheme of things. If Aaron Judge wasn't a Yankee, this would not be covered the way it was covered. I think we can all agree on that. I do think the real story, though, Joe, is that Aaron Judge had one of the greatest FU seasons of all time. Yes. 
Judge in April turned down a seven-year, $213 million contract that would have kicked in next season. He ended up with a one-year, $19 million deal, and he's going to enter the open market when this season is over. It's entirely possible Judge will not be a Yankee next year because the cost just went up after hitting 62. Now, that would truly be... (laughs) That would be hysterical. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, the Mets have been floated. He's from California. Mm -hmm. You know, the Dodgers are a team, obviously, that always have some money laying around in the couch cushions. I mean, you want want to see a fan base turn on somebody quickly? Oh, oh, jeez. The same people who are telling you right now, he's the true home run king. If he signs with, like, the Giants or the Dodgers, he'd be like, ah, I never liked that guy anyway. It's the worst. (laughs) Actually, in this particular case, I think people will be angrier at Brian Cashman and the Yankees for not locking him up. They bet against Aaron Judge and they lost the bet. Now it's time to pay. Yeah, up. you got to pay up. Which of course is always about the postseason, and you know, quite frankly, so far, Yankees haven't had success nope. in the postseason with with uh, Stanton and Judge as the cornerstones of the franchise. But it's out of the way, and the postseason will start up later this week. Here's Aaron Judge, who hit 62 last night on what he's going to remember the most from this season. The fans, you know, the fans at home, the fans on the road. You know, the constant support, you know, seeing Yankee Stadium on their feet for every single at-bat. You know, they're booing pitchers for throwing balls, you know, which I've never never seen before. And, you know, I think I got a base hit the other night and I was getting booed for a single. You know, it's just, you know, little moments like that you look back on, and, you know, would have been great to do it at Yankee Stadium in front of our home fans. But I know a lot of, you know, Yankee fans, they travel, they travel well. And there's a lot of Yankee fans here tonight and, you know, getting a chance to share that experience with the fans and, you know, that, that's that's what it's about for me. So that was Aaron Judge last night after hitting 62. Now, I don't want to come off as a total curmudgeon with what's going on with Aaron Judge. I think baseball, to your point, Chelio, is so in desperate need of their stars being positioned to get you to talk about it. Like, here we are talking about baseball on October 5th, and, we don't, and, we're, and we're not in a major league playoffs. market. And yeah, it's not the playoffs. It's not playoffs. We're not sitting here talking about the Braves or any of that stuff. Do you stuff. think it's baseball or it's ESPN? That's my question for you. Um, because ESPN and baseball don't exactly have the same type of relationship that they've had, and a big part of that is the numbers. You you know that in our business. Yeah, yeah. You, th- you, you, you go with what sells. You play the hits, and baseball hasn't been a hit. I think it's a confluence of things. I think New York is the biggest one. Right. Where a lot of this, like, let's look at the Rangers last year in the playoffs. Okay. How was it positioned with ESPN? I mean, they were sure. tr- they were trying out. They Ranger- got Messier, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they were yeah. trying out Ranger greats during the Hurricanes Rangers series, and I wasn't too like. I know a lot of Carol- Carolina Hurricanes fans uh, got upset about that kind of stuff, but I'm thinking to myself, y'all know the game. It's ESPN. It's New York, and they know that the the Rangers sell, yeah. right? And I think the same thing applies to the Yankees. It's ESPN. It's New York. It's the Yankees. It's a New York thing because remember when the Mets were the hotness in the summertime, what was being discussed? Right. Like all the Mets the music, fans sure. came out of the woodwork. And, you know, the, yeah, right, the Timmy Trumpet, all that stuff. The, the Mets were the hot thing until, you know. They weren't. They weren't. I mean, who's, who's to say they won't go further than the Braves? We shall see. So I get where it's coming from. And baseball needs this kind of stuff, especially when they've got great baseball players that don't get any of the attention. You know, Shohei Otani's out there doing his thing, and it barely gets discussed. We've had the conversation about Mike Trout, but they play for the Angels. They're not that good. 
And um, if things have been reversed, then maybe Otani gets discussed like he's Bo Jackson. We had a couple of listeners point out, like, you know, if Shohei Otani was a Yankee, they would be bringing up Bo Jackson conversations all the time in terms of a guy who can do it all, like all that kind of stuff, right? But to, to crystallize my point when it comes to Aaron Judge and the rationalizations we make as both fans and members of the media to discuss what we want to discuss and how we want to discuss it, the larger point for me is baseball and its relationship to cheating. And we cannot sit here and act as though everybody in the Hall of Fame is this pure, moralistic endeavor. We got guys in the Hall of Fame who would have admitted to cheating. You know, Gaylord Perry has essentially bragged about what he used to do to baseballs back in the day. Okay? So that's really what this is about. Baseball has to reconcile their strange acceptance of cheating. Even more so, the one thing that I constantly hammer in the steroid era is, like, let's not act as though pitchers weren't juicing too. And if you want to get out of the juicing era altogether, we can talk about doctoring the ball, where the only sin you can commit in baseball is if you make it too obvious. Okay? Remember, we started talking about spider tech because the ball spin rates were getting too high even though it was a widely accepted thing for a while. We just gloss over that sort of stuff. And I you know, I already mentioned guys like Gaylord Perry or Don Sutton. Perry openly joked about Doc during the ball. It'll break your brain thinking about the amount of home runs that didn't happen because the guy on the mound cheated. And, of course, let's save the best hypocrisy about cheating in baseball for last. An entire sign-stealing system used by the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox, and not a single player was punished. Not a single one was punished. Instead, they were given immunity to cooperate and avoid a fight with the players' union. You talk about the players' union being the strongest thing in the world. It's so strong that guys who actively had a cheating system avoided punishment. And Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, actually said he would punish people who retaliated against those who cheated and without did. punishment. The Dodgers uh, pitcher, yep. So, you want to be cute about Aaron Judge? I'm going to hit you with truth. Baseball is the most hypocritical sport when it comes to the sanctity of their game. And that's why, ultimately, Barry Bonds is the home run king they actually deserve. He's at 73 with steroids. Just like there's a bunch of other things in baseball that happen with cheating. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. Well, what's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.